0: Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can steal My soul fest this beautiful morning. Lord, I am glad to be in your presence again this morning, just like David david said i was glad when they said let us go into the house of the lord i'm excited to be in your presence this beautiful morning thank you because this is the day that you made and lord your word says you will cause us to rejoice and be glad in today so father we thank you for the message of today we thank you because we know that your love is poured out afresh upon us again today we thank you because we know your grace is poured out afresh upon us lord we give you all the praise thank you for this privilege to worship you once again only you are righteous O god only you can be called faithful You are the one before whom the angels in heaven cry out holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty and we join them this morning to declare that you are holy, O God. You are faithful and righteous. Receive all the praise, Lord, this morning to the one who is Alpha and Omega. To the one who lives who will be from everlasting to everlasting we give you all the praise we ask lord this morning that as we read our bibles lord and as we seek to learn in your presence lord speak to us once again fill our hearts with your words and let your name be glorified in our lives in jesus mighty name we pray Amen. All right, let me say a big welcome to everyone joining in to devotion this morning. I am Murphy So we continue our study of the New Testament. We are currently in the book of Ephesians, okay? I want to say a big thank you to everyone joining in again this morning. Thank you for taking out time to read your Bible once again. I pray that the Lord will continue to grant you understanding in this word. The Lord will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The Lord will give you this spiritual understanding. It will open your eyes of understanding so that when you read your Bible, you will understand it in the name of Jesus. All right. So we, were, we just started the book of Ephesians yesterday. And I said the book of Ephesians is divided into two parts. You have from chapter one to three, where Paul tells us about what Christ finished or achieved on that cross. And we started that discussion today. Paul is going to be talk is going to talk about the oneness and peace that we now have in Christ, and we'll discuss that today. But first of all, we know that salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done okay this is not about the works of the law or trying to obey any set of rules in fact it said for by grace we are saved i love that scripture for by grace we have sa- we are saved it has nothing to do with our own achievements from beginning to the end, until we have appear before the presence of God, it is the finished work of Jesus. And that verse 10, we didn't have get time to talk about it yesterday, Paul said that we are God's masterpiece. I don't know about you, but I am ex- I excited that I am God's masterpiece. You know what a masterpiece is, right? Aha! <laughs> masterpiece God took his time in creating me God took his time in fashioning my purpose so that I will make a difference in this world and I believe God I pray for you you will make a difference also in the name of Jesus He says he has created us anew in Christ in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago god planned that you will do good things god planned that i will do good things and those good things the lord will help us to begin to fulfill in the name of jesus all right so let's continue please get your bibles ephesians chapter 2 we read from verse 11 and then we complete ephesians chapter 3 today paul said 11 don't forget that he You Gentiles used to be outsiders, we used to be outsiders, and there's no shame in that. At one time, we did not know God, but now in Christ, we know God. We can cry out, Abba, Father, and we know the Father hears us. Paul says, don't forget that you Gentiles, don't forget your origin, don't forget your beginning. You Gentiles used to be outsiders you were called on circumcised edens by the jews who were proud of their circumcision even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts when god gave them the mark the sign of the circumcision i don't know whether it was always intended okay we we'll just have to assume it happened like that then it was intended to be this long but when God gave it to Abraham and told Abraham that after seven days, every male child in his house was to be circumcised, they were to be circumcised. And I'm telling you, Abraham understood that it was part of cutting a covenant with God. They were cutting themselves into the family of God. But at some point, when the law entered, it became a different thing. became only something to boast about oh we are the ones that are circumcised you guys are uncircumcised Eden it was not about being caught because when they circumcise the child blood has to flow right (laughs) so it was a sign that they were being caught into a covenant but not anymore so Paul says even though it affected only their bodies and not their hearts in those days, you were living apart from Christ. You were excluded from, from citizenship among the people of Israel. And you did not know the covenant promise God had made to them. God made a covenant promise, not just to the nation of Israel. That promise was made to Abraham. In you, all the nations of the world will be blessed. Of course, the promise will first of all alight on Isaac and from Isaac it then comes on Israel first of all on Jacob Jacob would then be called Israel eventually as a person and eventually on the nation of Israel Israel as a nation Okay, but that promise was I will make you a blessing to the whole world So Paul says that we were ignorant of that promise you live in this world without without God. No, let me back up a bit. He said you were excluded from citizenship among the people of Israel, and you did not know the covenant promise God had made had made to them. You live in this world without God and without hope. We're just going our our own, following the principalities and powers of this world in idolatry, following our sinful nature, that was all we knew. 13 says, but now you have been united with Christ Jesus. We have been united with Christ Jesus. It says, once you were far away from God, but now you have been brought near to Him through the blood of Christ. Through the blood of Christ, we have been brought near. When we read the book of Hebrews, you will understand a lot of things. You see, the high priest, not the people in general, the high priest could not enter. In fact, the high, the chief high priest, if you want to use it, okay, let's call him the high priest, could not enter the old years of holiest unless there was shedding of blood for him to really come into the presence where the presence of God really was. There had to be shedding of blood and usually it happened just once, once a year. Now, Paul is telling us that by reason of the blood of Jesus that was shed on that cross, on the cross of Calvary, we who once were far away from God have now been brought near we can now enter the presence of god through the blood of christ so blood has to still be shed, but here it is the blood of his son jesus 14 says for christ himself has brought peace to us christ has brought peace to us He united jews and gentile into one people that's what it meant when he says, through you all the people of the world will be blessed. So Christ united Jews and Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. So in Christ, everything that the Jews, Jewish nation were hoping to achieve by the law, they now have in Christ, and everything that is in Christ, okay, that is in God, the Gentiles too have access to. In other words, Jesus has broken that wall of separation, that wall I used to say you you guys are Eden, uncircumcised Eden. That wall has been broken, broken down. We all now have access to God. He says he did this by ending the system of the law. There's something called the system of the law with its commandments and regulation. Thou shall not do this. Thou shall not do this. On the sixth day, you shall do this. On the seventh day, you shall do this. It says he did this, the way Christ broke down the wall of hostility that separated between Jews and Gentiles is by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations. Okay? So in other words, we didn't have to obtain salvation anymore by the shedding of of the blood of ram or the blood of lambs or the blood of a dove. No. We didn't have to feel that we have been forgiven until the blood of an animal was shed. No that was achieved for us on the cross. So he said that Christ ended that system with his commandments and regulation. He made peace between Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself. He created this in himself. One new people from the two groups. Okay, so today there is only one church. There is one church that was in the Old Testament and now there is another church that is in the New Testament. Christ by his death has united us as one. There is only one, there will be only one church in heaven. There will be no Jews or Gentiles. We will be one body in heaven. He said one people from the two groups, 16, together as one body christ reconciled both groups to god by means of his death on the cross and our hostility towards each other was put to death okay so there's really if you meet some some jews today especially those who take this practice of judaism you know strictly they still persecute christians but sincerely there should be there's there is no need for any hostility Everything that they hoped to, they hoped that the law would achieve from them for them, Christ has accomplished for us and for them on that cross. 17. He brought this good news of peace to you Gentiles who were far away from him and peace to the Jews who were near. Now all of us can come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. All of us. Eh? Whether Jews or Gentiles, we can now come to God, come to the Father through the same Holy Spirit because of what Christ has done for us. So now, you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners, are you not excited? (laughs) I'm not going to enter the presence of God and feel inferior in the presence of Jacob or Abraham. No, we are no longer strangers, you you are no longer strangers and foreigners, you are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Together, we are his house, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We eh, we are his house, you and I. We are his house, built on, built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. It says we are carefully joined together in him. And I remember I mentioned that we want to take uh, pay attention to all of the times Paul mentions things like in him, through womb, by womb. Yeah? See, because it is telling you what Jesus already accomplished. Now, 21 says we are carefully joined together in him that's in christ we are joined together becoming a holy temple for the lord you and i are already a holy temple for the lord it says through him that's by him you gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where god's god lives by his spirit we are the temples of the holy spirit i don't know about you but i am excited that i am the temple of the holy spirit all right let's move on to chapters chapters three this is when i think of all all this paul is going to pray and that very powerful prayer for the ephesian church a prayer that we should pray regularly for ourselves when i think of all this, i paul a prisoner of christ jesus for the benefits of you gentiles assuming by the way that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending his grace to you Gentiles. As I briefly wrote earlier, God himself revealed his mysterious plan to me. As you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into this plan regarding Christ. Okay, so I think God specially graced Paul, unlike any of the other apostles, to be able to explain this, how the Gentiles now connect into the body. Hallelujah. Yes. So Paul says, look, I have written it to you. As you read, verse 4 says, as you read what I have written, you will understand my insight into His plan regarding Christ. God did not reveal it to previous generations, uh, but now by His Spirit He has revealed it to His holy apostles and prophets. And this is God's plan. Now listen to listen to the plan of God, though. because the Bible says that if the devil has had known this plan, I'm telling you, he would not have crucified Jesus, not at all. Now this is this is God's plan. And I think it feels sometimes that some Christians are not aware of this plan. This is God's plan and this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news shall equally in the shall who believe in the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Should I read it again? Both this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe the good news. What is the good news? do the good news is that Christ came, paid the price for you and I, and by accepting him, we 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 take part in what he achieved. In other words, we do not need to come and die for ourselves again or need to shed the blood of of goats and and bulls and lambs and and pigeons no by the sacrifice of jesus by accepting his sacrifice for us we become partakers partakers of what he achieved by his death and then his resurrection that is the good news so paul says that both gentiles and jews who believe the good news Share equally in the riches inherited, in the riches inherited by God's children. That's why I said that when we get to heaven, we will not feel inferior in front of Abraham. Yes, we will shout. Oh, Abraham, the father of faith. Oh, oh, oh where is Moses? Where is where is David? Yes. But all of us in Christ equally, eh? we equally share in the riches inherited. Both are part of the same body and both enjoy the promise of blessings because they belong to Christ Jesus. We will enjoy, listen, the promise of the blessings eh, that we have now been, been grafted into the family of God, that we are now God's children. We enjoy this because because we belong to Christ Jesus. When God looks at you, He does not see Mofia Yenike. No. He does not see Toluani. No. He does not see Tomi. No. He does not see Fini. He does not see Moyo. No. What does God see? When God looks at you, He sees Christ. Because why? You and I are eating in Christ. So He says that we both enjoy this, this promised blessing. Because we belong to Christ Jesus. Seven says, by God's grace and and by God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. Since though I am the least deserving of all of all God's people, he graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them, available to them in Christ. Hi, I don't know about you. I am glad though that we have endless, endless treasures available to us in Christ. I was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that God, the creator of all things, had kept secret from the beginning. Now, why did God keep this plan? Paul explains in verse 10. God's purpose, the reason why this plan was kept secret until now, in all this, was to use the church... To display his wisdom in his rich variety to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. The unseen rulers and, and the, the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places is Satan and all the spiritual wickedness and, and evil spirit in dark places. The Bible says that God is going to use us. Eh? <laughs> the day is coming, God will say, Look at my children. God's purpose, verse 10 again In all this was to use the church That's you and I To display So not just on that deal Even now, Satan will be looking at us I have have attacked him He should have rejected God He's not rejecting God He should be crying right now God is using you and I To display a wisdom that Satan can never understand (laughs) see to display his wisdom in his rich variety in all the unseen rulers uh, to all the unseen rulers and authorities in the heavenly places this was his eternal plan this was God's eternal plan which he carried out through Christ Jesus our Lord verse 12 because of Christ and our faith in him we can now come boldly and confidently into God's presence because of Christ and because of our faith in Him in Christ, we can now come boldly and confidently into the into into the presence of God. I don't know about you. I am not. I don't feel timid when I come into the presence of God. I come into the presence of God because I know I have come in, I have come to worship my Father. Thirteen. So please don't lose heart because of my trials here. I am suffering for you so you should feel or not. Remember I said Paul wrote this letter from prison. So when I think of all of all this now, this is the prayer. I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through, through his spirit. Ah, I pray that prayer for you this morning. God will empower you with inner strength. You know what that means? You will just see that you have strength from within. You know that you meet Christians that they seem to be falling for the same. The Bible says, if we fail in the days of adversity, it's because our strength is little. They seem to be falling for the same thing. They seem not to be able to stand for anything. Pray this prayer for them. God will empower you with inner strength through His Spirit. 17. He says, when that happens, when God empowers you with inner strength through His Spirit, he says, then Christ will make His home in your heart as you trust in Him. Do you know what it means for Christ to make His home in your heart? <laughs> it means that He is not coming and going. <laughs> it means that you, you, when you have this inner strength that we are talking about, you become certain, convinced of your salvation. You become certain and convinced of your walk with God. Hallelujah. It says, then Christ will make his home in your heart as you trust in him. It says, your root will grow down, down into God's love and keep you strong. You will understand God's love. I'm telling you, you will know how much God's love you. God loves you. It doesn't matter what you are going through. You might be going through the worst pain in this world, but you are so certain that God loves you. It says your root will grow down into god's love and keep you strong and may you have the power to understand as all god's people should and i'm telling you all god's people should understand it is understand this and may you have the power to understand i pray for you this morning god will give you the power to understand understand what as all god's people people should how wide how long how high and how deep his love is i pray that god will give you the power this morning to understand his love to understand how deep how much god loves you hallelujah 19 it says may you experience the love of christ though it is too great may you experience the love of christ though it is too great to understand fully then you will be, be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from Christ. Imagine this prayer. Imagine this prayer. I feel we should just pray it for ourselves. Every time we come now, we want to study this devotion to, together. Lord, open our eyes to understand to understand the power of your love. How deep your love is for us. Father, help us to understand, fully understand the love that Jesus had for us when he died on that cross. I'm telling you, when you come to this understanding, when you come to the understanding of how much Jesus loves you, the love of man will not be a problem for you. Whether people love you or they don't love you, whether they they hate you or they, they don't like, they don't hate you, they don't like you, all of that will not matter anymore. Yes, just like Paul said, that this world will be dead to you because your eyes and your heart will be focused on Christ. He says, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. 20, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at, at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Now, all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power, God, through his mighty power, at work within us, he is able to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. And I pray this morning that God will accomplish that in your life. In the mighty name of Jesus. This is glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Okay, so it look as if Paul ends the letter. But no, it continues in chapter four. And I think what would have happened would have been Paul intended that they would send the letter and then no, let me I still have more to write. But before we go this morning, let's pray this prayer for ourselves. Father, open my eyes to understand your love. The Bible says the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. There is a mighty power that comes from understanding God's love. This morning, pray, 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 pray. Lord, open my eyes. Help me to understand your love. Help me understand how much you love me. Open my eyes to it, Lord, I pray this morning. Father, we say thank you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray amen all right thank you so much for listening today god bless you enjoy your day